This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into detail about the topics discussed. So, if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items they talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Zach. And I'm Stephen, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue, beginnings and endings and comics galore with a few surprises along the way. The spirit returns, B-word planet gets physical, and the eternal query. Are you a Trekker or a Warzian? And is Warzian even a thing? And is it Trekker or Trekkie? So many questions, so many answers, and only the Battlestar Galactica fans will be mad. Bang, bang on the door, baby, because you spied a little show on the side of the road. It's the Major Spoilers Podcast, and it's on the air. Welcome to issue uh, 644 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Hey, Zach's yeah. here. Hey, everybody. And everybody, and everybody else is gone. Ashley is moving. Rodrigo is moving. And so they're not here this week. Hopefully, um, I, I Ashley move. will be back next week. Well, okay. we know that. I, I try not to move. We know that. Well, you know, I, I have organs that are on the, the verge of exploding, so I try to move as little as possible. Well, you know, if you would, uh, if if you would uh, get off the the uh, organ bench there, organ and, bench, uh, or, then, or the and organ, not, and well, not, I think uh, what you meant to say was the organ trail. No, 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 no. I meant the bench, the organ bench that because you have there in your house. I, I died. And give it a rest every once in a while. I think it not explode. I think your 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 best bet right now, Matthew, is to be yeah. really nice to Stephen and ask him to three D print you a new organ. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> I know it is. That is a thing. Luckily. Luckily for me, if it is what they think it is, it's a completely unnecessary organ, and they're just going to yank it. Or it's like, you, know, you could give Steven a little bit of your DNA, maybe some stem cells. He'll plug it into his machine. He'll print you out maybe a whole new body. I'm not sure how big his 3D printer is. I haven't been here in a while. <laughs> Steven is not going to be a body. <laughs> for nope. two reasons. One, I, I'm a quarter Kryptonian. Superman got here first because mom had to fly economy. And two, Steven is mean. And I think three, I don't think his printer goes up to 3XL, so. Three you know. <laughs> XL. <laughs> I'm wearing a three XL right now. Uh, Steven. <laughs> um He's just talking no. about his his printer is way bigger than that. Yeah. Um Steven. I would I would not three uh, D print you uh, a body because that would be meddling in God's domain and we all know how those movies end up. Uh, not doing very well in the box office. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you not seen those movies where it's like it's a horror movie because something that was it's created in the lab and at a the very lie. end of the movie the scientist is standing over there like, Well, he meddled in God's domain. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. Uh and some then Marvel Pro news. G robot is like dum dum dum. Some Marvel news. Marvel announces new number ones in December. Yay. <laughs> How long have I been gone? Are doing more number ones? S- new number Six ones. Months. We're hopefully gonna be done with uh, Secret Wars come March. But uh, we do have a bunch of new number ones and some new changes. It looks like uh, Mary Marvel, or uh, not Mary Marvel, uh, Mary uh, Mary Jane Water. Mary Buffalo. Jane, what's her face, is going to become Watson. the new Incredible Iron Man. We've no, got A Force number one coming up. Yes, 
Love A Force. Good book. Uh, the totally awesome Hulk number one with uh, uh, Adam uh, Choi or Cho as the um, Am- Amadeus. A- Amadeus Cho. Cho sorry, um, Amadeus. Amadeus as the new Hulk. We've got yes. Guardians of Infinity number one. Oh, good. yes. Daredevil one and two coming mm-hmm. out in December. All new Charles Inhumans. Soul taking over there. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number one, Red Wolf number one, which introduces a um, new Red Wolf. Yeah. Well, yeah. From the 1872 series, but it's Mm -hmm. going to be from what we can tell right now, it is going to be an ongoing uh, and it will feature Native American as uh, as the lead character in that Uh, Spidey number one, Mm -hmm. Squadron Supreme number one, Star Brand and Night Mask number one. I'm looking forward to that, too. Weird World, number one. Scarlet Witch, number one. So, you know, just number ones. Anybody that needs a number one, we're giving them a new number one this December. I'm going to love all five issues in all of Weird World and all nine issues of Star Brand and Night Mask. Well, you know, uh, we were just talking, uh, coming up this week on Zach on Film, where we'll be talking about diversity in uh, film. But it's sad uh, that you mentioned that, that here we've got some... Characters like Red Wolf, or we've got mm-hmm. uh, the thing like you Scarlet said, Star Witch. Brand and, and Night Mask and Scarlet Witch, and you're saying that they're going to be done in nine issues. I'm saying that I think, based on Marvel's publishing history, that they will not give them 12 months. But I will be buying them. I'll be buying at least uh, Hellcat and Star Brand and maybe Weird World and definitely A Force. I don't so know. So I'll be I'll be putting my money where my mouth is. I don't know if there's anything that really popped out at me that I was really looking forward to. Maybe the Spidey number one. Um, I'm really not is interested. Is that more retro Spider-Man? I don't know. Let's see. This is, uh, think you know anything about Peter Parker's early days? Think again. It's action-adventure <laughs> yeah, and a rip-roaring romp in classic Marvel style as Spidey swings onto shelves this winter. Hubba hubba, ladies. Uh, this isn't a number one, but Miss Marvel number two is coming out? What? Why did she get the reboot? Miss Marvel number one. Everyone got it? Yeah. Oh, it's all of, all of the Marvel okay. books were, were canned going into Secret Wars, yep. and they're getting great. new jumping on points. And some of them getting great. new creators. Uh, maybe the Gwynpool special, maybe that will be interesting. I'm going to be reading uh, Miracle Man, of course, because we're we're bordering on new Miracle Man boys. We're like six months from New Miracle <laughs> We're like Man. six more years away from New Miracle Man. No, they're reprinting Miracle Man number 21 in mm-hmm. these solicitations. There were 24 original issues of Miracle Man. But haven't those so been coming out December, like quarterly? No, they've been coming out every month. Oh, have they? Okay. Yeah. For the some new reason, I thought actually, that their series was uh, not shipped every month. The new series has been coming out biweekly because one was two weeks ago and mm. two is this week. Hmm. So, uh, let's yeah. see. The final issue of Captain America White comes out in uh, December. Nova number two comes out. I'm just I'm just not seeing anything. Maybe the new Doctor Strange might be worth checking out. Of course, that kicks but, off in October. Doctor Strange with his acts of vengeance. Yeah. Uh, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur kicks off in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not seeing anything that just jumps out of me as like, read this book. Read it. There are some cool Star Wars books coming up. The, uh, that Star Wars special C-3PO number one, how our, uh, how C-3PO got his red arm. That's answered in that book. That that That's the selling point? That is the selling point that they <laughs> sent us this week in their uh, PR from Marvel. Find out how C-3PO got his red arm as a lead-in to the upcoming Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, is that? That's, it's, here's what it says. Follow. Yeah, this is exactly how this reads. 
follow everyone's favorite protocol droid as he journeys to Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and this special one-shot leading up to his appearance in the film. Just how did 3PO get his red arm anyway? Find out here as the blockbuster creative teams of James Robinson and Tony Harris of DC Starman reunite, uh, reunite for the first time in nearly two decades. You may be fluent in over six million forms of communication, but this book is a must-have in any language. Uh, get it? Uh, 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 Star Wars joke. Four ninety-nine but coming. Is in it December. written in bocce? Oh, please! Nobody speaks the uh, bocce language. It's too close to the uh, binary code of the moisture evaporators. You're a moisture evaporator. So I don't know. There's there's some things that I that I will probably check out, but there's some things I'm definitely not interested in. So he has a red arm to go now with his silver leg. Yep. Hmm. Yep. He's getting closer to Iron Man every day. What? Yeah, the same color scheme awesome. as Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. voicing C-3PO, <laughs> episode 8. So while uh, Marvel is announcing a bunch of new comics in December, DC cancels five comics in December. Wow. They are canceling uh, uh-huh. Justice League United, Gotham mm-hmm. by Midnight, The Omega Men, Lobo, and Doomed are all ending in the coming mm-hmm. months. And, I had uh, been enjoying Justice League United. Really? Yeah, JLU is the one with Animal Man and Adam Strange oh, and the yeah, Horse yeah. Manhunter. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of JL3000 that I don't care for. Yeah. yeah, that's the book that had the Legion in it for six months. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were upset more about Gotham by Midnight. I saw a lot of people uh, go up in arms about that. <laughs> is that like Amarillo by Morning, Gotham I by guess. Midnight? Mm-hmm. Gotham by Midnight. So Justice League United will end with issue number 16. Gotham by Midnight will end with issue number 12. And Omega Men will end on issue number 7. Uh, Doomed may have already been canceled because it is not solicited in the uh, December solicits. But issue 6 of that has already come out. Uh, there was mm-hmm. some question as to whether these were limited runs anyway. But right. when these were originally announced, they only listed four or five books that were for sure right. six issue runs. Batmite. Um, Bizarro, and I forget what the other ones were. Harley were, Quinn and Power Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that one's going to be continued. Um, mm-hmm. But these were listed as new books uh, in with a slew of other new mm-hmm. books that were launched out of the uh, DCYOU. Well, I mean, so, classically, historically, when I, there's yeah. there's no such thing as an ongoing. There's just a limited right. series that we don't know where it ends. Yes, I it's, mean, a, it's a series for as long as we say it's a series. Hawk and Dove did five issues in 1967. The Creeper did maybe six. I mean, even the original Secret Six didn't make seven issues. So, oops. I here's Rena. I was trying to look because I wanted to see what the numbers were on those books. And fortunately, uh, Diamond sent us the top 300 comics for August 2015. Uh, Secret Wars number five sold 124. I'm sorry. Uh, Secret Wars number f- eight. Sold or sorry, five sold one hundred and forty five thousand copies. Wow, I'm sorry, Star Wars because these two are listed right next to each other. <laughs> Star Wars number eight sold one hundred and forty five thousand copies. Secret Wars number five sold two hundred and four thousand copies. Okay, um, let's look for Doom. Oh, let's see, Doomed number three Doomed. is at one sixty two. So um, at the very bottom of the list, the lowest selling comic in August. Um, in the top 300 halo escalation number 21 still sold over 4,000 copies. So you're probably looking at about 10,000, the 10,000 mark. And we've heard before that if it's in that 12 mm-hmm. to 10,000 range, that's where it's yep. considered on the chopping block or close to being on the chopping block. And if we looked for Omega men, it was at 154, just slightly above that. 
And wow. what's name one of the other ones that was uh, canceled? Uh, Justice League United. Justice League United. Oh, was that number uh, 83? Or I'm sorry, wow. 93. 93. Mm-hmm. That was for Justice League United number 12. I'm wondering so that if that way up there on the list might not have gotten to a breaking point and they didn't want to re recast it. Maybe. I don't know. Cause that's, that's been, um, uh, uh, Joshua, I think Joshua Fialkov. Hmm. Nothing but... by midnight is down God. at 141. So it's still down in that halfway yeah. mark, but it still may be in that 10,000. And uh, Lobo. And Lobo. What about poor Lobo? He is our Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> Mighty Sheriff Lobo. Let's see. We'll get some Gotham by Midnight. Let me look at this. This will have a more accurate. Jeez. Gotham by Midnight uh, at 141 sold 14,000 copies. Batmite um, number three sold 14,000 copies. Batman 66 sold 14,000 copies. And those three are one right after the other, and they are separated by 150 copies. Hmm. Separates wow. those three. So if we're looking That's, at Lobo, uh, Lobo number nine sold 11,000 copies. Mm. So if you uh, are doing a comic book or your comic book is selling in the 12,000 or lower range, be a little concerned, yeah. which seems weird because I'm more than happy that we have 12,000 <laughs> people downloading and listening to this show. Yeah. Right. Well, I, and there's, I, granted, there's I would also... love to have more, but I'm glad that we are entertaining you know, 12,000 people on the show weekly. There's economies I, of scale yeah, too. True. And I believe, know. and I, I don't know everything that goes into this show. I think it might take more money to put out a comic than it does this podcast. Oh yeah. Just oh, paying yeah. <laughs> I'm just to guessing. It well, it, you know, it depends, I guess, depending on how you slice it, but yes, I'm sure it does. Uh, did you guys get a chance to check out the new Jessica uh, Jones trailer? I just watched it on my phone with yeah. the sound off. Yeah. What'd you think? Visuals uh, look pretty cool. Yeah, it looked interesting. I mean, uh, it, it seems the color palette seems very dark and uh-huh. sinister, uh-huh. much like uh, Daredevil uh, was. You were around for our read on Alias, weren't you? Yeah, I think so. With uh, yeah. the Purple yeah. Man? Yeah, 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 yeah Purple Man. Purple well, of Michael Gato's yeah. art, yeah. When you look at this, it feels very much like that. Like we're looking at this photographer's yeah, it lens. Has and of, has this Gato's art. Yeah, yeah. And Which they I actually like. use some of his art in it, I think, or I thought. I, I'm i still not entirely sold on Kristen Ritter because the last thing I saw her in was Don't Trust to Be in Apartment 23, uh, which I, yeah, you should I watch found her as to a, be an incredibly terrible show. You but, should watch her as the daughter of Q in Breaking Bad. I'll give I, you a hint. She doesn't survive. Nobody <laughs> survives Breaking Bad. They all died horribly. Well, even, uh, even Saul. Depends. Saul died. But you know, I'm willing to give it a chance based on the strength of the stuff that they have put out. I mean, Daredevil season one, even to me, was impressive enough that I feel like I want this to succeed. I want Power Man or Bruce or Bruce Cage. Yeah, Bruce Cage. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. I want Power Man and Ooh, Iron Fist to succeed. <laughs> I want the Defenders to be the new hotness, and I want it to be the new the new uh, Breaking Bad on TV, where everybody's flipping out about Jessica Jones. I'm, I'm rewatching the Deadwood series uh, I again, heard that. and I'm about almost done with the second season. There's only three seasons of that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was like, you know what? I should also start to rewatch the Daredevil series. 
And uh, if you make I it watched, through Daredevil a tenth time, I think you get a prize. I watched the first episode again. I was like, well, this still really holds up, you know, mm-hmm. eight months later or whatever. And the good thing is, by the time I'm done with Daredevil at my current pace of basically once a week, yeah, uh, November 20th will be here and then I'll be able to step right into Jessica Jones. That's good. I, I never got through Daredevil. I think I watched the first episode. What? And I, 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 have, a, I have a hard time balancing hour long shows in my thing. I'm watching Game of Thrones. I can only watch so much. I, I, I and I, I'm sure people will jump all over me when I say this. I actually think Daredevil is better than Game of Thrones. Oh, see, Matthew, it's probably happy I don't have to talk about Game of Thrones because I decided the other day that I think Game of Thrones is better than Breaking Bad. Well, there you go. And Sarah watches Game of Thrones, which means I've watched a little Game of Thrones. I mean, usually what I do is I'll sit there and then all of a sudden they'll go oh, naked girl, and then something will happen and I'm like, wait, who was and that then, guy? And blood. And she's like, "Oh, that's Bran McMuffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the he's the son-in-law daughter of the guy who used to be the king, and now he's dead. But he's one of the guys in the Game of Thrones." And I'm like, "Oh, the good, okay." The good thing about the McMuffin family is that now they're served all day, right? Exactly. Are they really? Yeah, in certain locations. Yeah, our McDonald's <laughs> have gone. I'm not sure. I don't no. know how they're supposed to do it. Ours that- have gone breakfast all day with a limited menu. I had an amazing revelation the other day. What's that? That uh, the oatmeal. <laughs> And I talked about this on Finally Friday about two weeks ago. So you can go into the archive and find that. Um, you can find that actually on our YouTube channel, uh, Major Spoilers Video, youtube.com slash Major Spoilers Video. Uh, you'll find a whole bunch of videos over there. Yeah. But I, I had this revelation, discovery, that the South McDonald's is charging 20 cents less for oatmeal than the North McDonald's does. Oh, I've, <laughs> and I confronted I confronted the yeah. manager at the North McDonald's. He's like, "Oh, well, they just haven't adjusted their prices yet." And yet, a week later, it was still that way. Oh, and then I was like, "Well, I wonder if it's this way with all of their menu items." So I went the next day for breakfast. The boys wanted some um, those bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, let's buy one here and let's buy one at the other price. <laughs> Turns out the North McDonald's is cheaper than the South McDonald's <laughs> on the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. So it kind of blew my whole theory on the North McDonald's was upping their price slightly because of the, the interstate traffic. Of the interstate, the interstate traffic. traffic yeah. But that wasn't the case, and now I'm baffled. <laughs> well, I think they- the only solution is to make both of your ch- children eat the entire McDonald's menu one from one store, one from may, the other. We may make this an ongoing thing to see where it's <laughs> where the where the shift is and try to figure out a pattern. But oh, well. be, be careful because if you feed them enough McDonald's cheeseburgers, they're gallbladder. They we're going to need a like, lot of yarn. Yeah, we don't make and them push eat a, pins on the wall so we can really figure this out. <laughs> we don't eat a lot of the the Pictures fast food. Well, they, they try to eat a lot of healthy food. Although both of them really like chicken a lot, so we eat kale. a lot of chicken. They like kale. No, kale's not good. bad. I had kale once. They kale's love, not. They food. love fruits and vegetables, <laughs> so that's a good. You thing. know what I drank today? Kale, beet and, and kale Kenan? juice. That's oh, good for you. Lord. Beet and kale juice. It is with so good for you. Purple carrots, and it tasted it like, like onion. It, have, have you ever done that thing where you eat like you eat your food, right? You eat your meat and you eat your vegetables and you eat your mashed potato, but there's still a little mashed potato at the bottom of the plate and there's the meat and the vegetables and the slorg and you're like – you put it all together with the butter and you take a bite and it tasted like that. It you tasted like, the, like good. I mean, that's why I eat all like my food. Like <laughs> the, the bottom of the plate at like a bonanza or a, you know the bonanza down by the B Dalton. Yeah, but if uh, I but if I eat steak and potatoes and they get mixed I mix up, all that my tastes stuff. good. Yeah, people who separate their yeah. food and eat at one time freak me out. It's just weird because it's liquid. You know, liquid beets. 
It's good for you. Liquid beets. You know what else is good it'll, for me? It'll help running, and I don't do that crap. Well, either. you should. Well, no, running's beets. hard. I'll the tell beets you what, and the kale beets. will help you lose weight. The beets and kale also. <laughs> I lost five pounds this week. Did I tell you? Well, hey, come on. Doing some exercise would be a lot better than having a gallbladder infection. Forcing yourself I to get a say, gallbladder infection. I think running would probably be better than eating a beet uh, and kale. Uh, oh, no, it's so good for you. No, running is bad for me. I might swim, I might bike, but I, my knees cannot handle the running. I have no cartilage on my knee. Let us uh, get one of those dispel segways. some of this. Oh, like speaking of Segway, yeah? head segway. over to Majorspoilers.com <laughs> and uh, click on that Amazon.com link. Can you buy a Segway over at Amazon? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. If you can. You can buy a Segway. Oh, here's what I want to get. I really want to try one of these things out. Is it those ones you stand it on? Is the, it is the uh, the two wheelies. Oh. The, the smart balance drifting scooters. Here's the problem. Oh. I was at the there state fair yesterday, yeah. and I saw a guy on that, and I go, oh, that's the Bluetooth headset of cool transportation. It is. You look like a giant douchebag on that It looks like right so now. much fun. It looks like so much fun. Is that but, like the kid's scooter thing? No, it is a, it's like a Segway without the front wheel on it. So you stand on yeah, it. Yeah, there's no and bar. And you balance, and then you just move forward and backward and turn and all it's that It's like kind of all stuff. the danger of a skateboard it's with what, the convenience of a Segway. It's what got arrested for at the, um, he was oh, riding yeah, a hoverboard. Yeah, it was Khalifa. Yeah. He yeah. was riding Wait, one of those. Yeah, they said he was riding a hoverboard. It's not quite a hovering if there's <laughs> wheels. That's what everybody's calling them, are hoverboards. I know. Uh, you can head over to Amazon.com, whether you're buying one of these uh, two-wheel smart balance hoverboard Segway things, or whether you're just buying a copy of um, the latest Grapes of Wrath. The then, latest Grapes of Wrath? Uh, they're reprinting yeah, the them all the time. The <laughs> new ones. They're doing a new issue of Grapes of Wrath. It's actually Grapes of Wrath 2 with Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. And it turns <laughs> out in this one, Tom Joad isn't just the weird guy with the funny hat. There's a reason why there's an S on his sweater. You need to uh, stand for there's Wrath. A, there's a dark history <laughs> behind the writing of Grapes of Wrath that you should look up. Um, but is. every time you make a purchase over at Amazon... Uh, it's going to cost you the same amount. In this case, these scooters range from $8.63, probably wouldn't wow. buy that one, all the way up to $1,500. Regardless of which range you buy, a little bit will come back our way and allow us to do this show and put some money in into uh, people's pockets uh, for the hard work that they do, put a little food into the mouths of, of uh, babes, uh, mm -hmm. probably, and allows us to do experiments like um, finding out which, which oatmeal... <laughs> is uh, less expensive, and also to produce this show. Uh, right. You can also head over to Majorspoilers.com, find out all sorts of news and reviews. Speaking of reviews, another great segue. Zach, how come you're not reading any comics lately? Um, if, It turns out that if I don't have to read them every week, they kind of just slip my mind in my yeah, busy, I busy all, schedule. I thought you were all excited about comics when you were young, fresh face it's, on this show. It's all like, the Black Mirror. I grew up, Stephen. I got old. What, what can I say? Are you saying you're too old for comics? I'm now? not saying I'm are too old for comics. Are you saying comics are for just, kids? Uh, Zach, that was yes. six months ago. I know. I, six hey, Months. You know, I'm 24 now, Stephen. I got a. Oh my God, your insurance <laughs> hasn't even gone down yet. No. Are you really only 24? Yeah, I just turned 24. Oh my God. Oh, I get involved. When I was 24, I had a paper route. Well, let me tell you, Zach, you're not missing anything in this week's Will Eisner's The Spirit Number no. 3. Oh. Written by Mac, uh, Matt Wagner, art by Mac Dan Van <laughs> Schade, I think is how you say his name, and Brennan Wagner. Um, this whole series I thought was like going to be a brand new The Spirit episode, and it's really kind of been like a flashback episode almost. Mm. Uh, granted, it's not flashing back to old 
uh, Eisner spirit tales, but it's like, hey, the spirit's been missing for three years or two years. Um, let's try to track down everybody who might know where he might be. So let's go over to find uh, Carrion. Let's tell a little backstory about the last time that he met the the spirit. Oh, let's go see San Seraph. Uh, let's have her tell a story about the last time she had a run in with. Is there really a character's name San Seraph? Sand Seraph, yeah, yes. Sand Seraph. Oh, that's awesome. All uh, of all of the femme fatales in the spirit have punny names. Yes. And well, even Carrion has a has a yeah. punny name. Carrion. Yeah, because he's a human suitcase. Because his last um, name's Wayward Son. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It just feels like a clip show for some reason. The writing is fine. I don't have a problem with Matt Wagner's writing. But man, I was really disappointed because when you see Matt Wagner's name on a book, you're thinking, oh, Matt Wagner writing and Matt Wagner art. Mm-hmm. And it's not Mag- Matt Wagner art, which is part of the disappointment, but also because I don't find the art very well done. Mm. Unfortunately, it is. I think it's rough. Um, again, it's better than what I can do, but it was not something that I was expecting. A little bit too loose. Uh, too often times from one panel to the next, proportions change, mm-hmm. eye placement changes, eye shape changes. And I'm not talking about somebody's got a big open eye going in, reacting in surprise and suddenly they got a squinty eye because they're inspecting something closely. No, I'm talking about the regular eye is round in one panel and almond shaped in another panel. <laughs> we do find out what Ebony's name is, though. So we got that going for us. What is it? It's uh, Aloysius. Aloysius White? Aloysius White. Nice. Yep. Um, so this issue actually, so he's been, the, the spirit has been missing in central city since issue one. It's been two years. He finally does show up at the end of this issue and that's when everybody faints and we have to come back next time to find out what happens next. If you like the spirit, it's an okay spirit tale. It is written by Matt Wagner. Um, it's middle of the road for me. I can only give it two and a half slices of meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah, I would have given it a little bit less, but it is the spirit and it is Matt Wagner. So there you go. Matthew, what do you have got for us this week? I have B-Word Planet. Can I say the B-Word? Oh, sure. That's the name of the that's the name of the book. Okay, Bitch Planet number five from Image Comics. Uh, If you're not familiar with the premise of this book, it's actually relatively simple. In a not so distant future next Sunday, A.D., any woman who really if we if we look at the history of the book pretty much does anything that uh, angers a in a massive patriarchy that runs the world she is sent to prison it's actually an orbital prison a penitentiary on a kind of a death star type station that they call the bitch planet and since issue one, we've actually been introduced to a number of characters who are incarcerated there, and they have come up with a plan. Their leader, uh, Kamal Kogo, which is a wonderful name, has convinced them, the uh, people running the pitch planet, that they should field a team in a sport which is kind of like football and kind of like rollerball and kind of like uh, – Ball, what Calvin Ball? I think is probably the closest. Yeah. Only people get killed. It's called Megaton, and this issue is fascinating because it gives us a lot of background on Megaton as a sport and the way that it's seen around the world. And we see a character who is currently uh, on Earth in Japan who is basically being asked to build a stadium. So that they can hold a megaton tournament on the bitch planet. 
And he is totally, totally freaked out by this. And we find out about halfway through that the reason why is his daughter is an inmate. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. At the same time, we see Kamau and her team putting together their their strategy. I don't know if I'd call it strategy because they have some really gifted athletes. And then they also have Penny. And Penny is enormous. And Penny will pick up two guys and smash them together. But they quickly find, as you know, we saw in The Longest Yard. That's what I was going to say is this sounds like that movie. There's a lot of The Longest Yard in here in that the guards and the inmates are very happy to start beating on each other. But even on the field, they have a disadvantage. Ah. And as the issue ends, we come to the terrible disadvantage and we have a really, really shocking ending. One of the players during a practice scrimmage is brutally killed. Uh-oh. Guard, guard just up and kills her. And this this has been a rough book. This is a hard book to read for a number of reasons. Not that it's bad because it's – I mean it reads like butter, but you're just – every single page, every panel has something where you're just like, oh my god. I can see where this is – you know, this is something that's spiraling out of a current attitude or this is spiraling out of historical patriarchy. This is something that is a logical extrapolation of stupid things happening in the world now. And that's what's really hard about this book. In fact, once you get to past that final shocking page, you go straight to the letters page and the letters page has at the top. Everybody OK? You, you need a minute? Um, yeah, I, I really kind of do. Thanks, Kelly Sue. But this is a, this is a rough issue of a rough book. This is one that, um, as Joe R. Lansdale would say, it'll knock your stuff in the dirt. And this is a book that has a very specific perspective, a very specific political stance. Mm -hmm. This is a, this is a feminist comic book. This is unapologetically in your face feminism. And I really kind of enjoy it. I love the way this whole book is put together. The, the art, just phenomenal. Valentine Landro handles the art. And every single character has a personality that you can see. Even if it's like a long shot, you can tell. There's a particular long shot where you see these five guards posing. And then you see the megaton team of inmates on the other side of this two-page spread. And every one of them, you're just like, you can tell what they're thinking. You can tell what's going on in their heads. It's an amazing experience. I don't recommend it for people who are easily threatened uh, in their thought process on the universe. But if you're willing to have your mind maybe expanded a little bit and willing to accept that, yes, this is an allegory. It's intentionally an allegory, and that's fine. I think this is a really solid book. Four and a half slices of meatloaf for this issue. Cool. Yeah, this is the the most shocking one, the hardest one to read since one. And one was just like, ugh, just took the breath out of me. This is a really, really good issue. I, I don't remember if there's a lot of violence in this series, right? That may be of what turned me off on it, why I was not so interested in it. Yeah, there is violence, but the thing about it is I think that the violence is, is intentional. It's part of the tone of it. I mean, if you look at, I want to say issue two or issue three, one of the covers was somebody just throwing the bird to the, yeah, to yeah. the perspective of the, the reader. Mm, the reader. 
it's it's meant to be shocking. And I think that some of the the silliness and the pettiness of the things that have gotten these women sent to prison is part of that too. It's meant to challenge you. It's meant to make you think about holy crap, this is, you know, this is terrible, this is stupid, this is offensive, whatever. But yeah, the violence is definitely part of that. And like I said, somebody gets killed on panel, so that don't go yeah. away. Yeah, I don't have a, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes things that get a little bit too overly violent, I'm not interested in reading. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. I mean, there's a difference between Batman punching uh, somebody in the face and, and... And a Saw movie? Yes, exactly. And yeah. Or just something that is, I don't know, something that is more grounded. <laughs> Granted, throwing women onto a orbiting <laughs> planet is right. not grounded, but I mean, if it's probably more realistic than... Batman. Uh, well, yeah. And but when I look it, at something I mean, that seems more grounded, it really disturbs me when it becomes too violent. This I'm not a violent book, person. I mean, I, I, I tend to like people a lot mm-hmm. and I tend to hope for the best with people, but I don't know. I get bothered you by the worst. <laughs> I assume the worst, but I mean, <laughs> when things get, when things get that way, it, it's very bothersome to me. Yeah. And this book kind of, it takes a Gene Roddenberry original series Star Trek approach where there are certain episodes where they are not at all subtle in what they are trying to get across. Mm-hmm. You Bella, Bella and Loki are a good example where people are like, well, that's just that's too much. That's over the top. But in 1967, it really wasn't. And it kind of isn't now because it's making the point that, yes, this is ridiculous and I think that's, you know, that's kind of what the book goes for. But again, yeah, if you're easily squeamish, this may be something that has some stuff that'll throw you. But I, it's, don't know if, it, I don't know if it's the squeamish the is the word. I mean, it's good that you say there's squeamish, stuff that could make you squeamish in there. But I think for whatever yeah. my weird thing is, I don't think mm-hmm. it's squeamish. It's just, I don't know. There's mm-hmm. something, is it empathy? You'd, you'd rather it start is, Matt Damon. Is it empathy? Could be. Where I'm like, I really don't want people to be hurt. You don't want mm-hmm. to see those people hurt. Yeah, I can see that. I don't, I don't know what I mean, don't know what empathy is. I have no soul right. or heart That's or right. anything like beep, that. Boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, <laughs> beep, boop. And speaking of beep, yeah, boop, beep, boop. I would say that sympathy. Will you stop with that? If you want to hear the, the speaking of transitions, if, well, mine would be much better than than that. I would at no, least use segways. No, you segue. literally said that a half hour. No, no, no. I said <laughs> speaking of segways. That's different than transition because, see, there's a segue, which is a natural transition, and then there's mm-hmm. a segue, which is a well, motorized vehicle. And I'll uh, trip this up. And I did read something recently. What did you read? I read a, an actual book book that I'll just tell people about because oh, it's okay. not super new. No, no. What's the book? I won't, I'll, I'll just say, hey, if you really want to read a sci-fi novel, mm-hmm. uh, The Three-Body Problem is a mm-hmm. book that won the 2015 Hugo Award. Okay. It is uh, an adaptation of a Chinese... It's a translation of it. They just translated it. It came out in 2013 in China mm-hmm. by Leo Sixon. Why is that name familiar? Is um, he, is, he's written some other stuff. Okay. I don't remember what it is off the top of my Did head. Did he do uh, This American Life or one of those That's possible. NPR shows sure. recently called Translation? Maybe. Okay. I'll have to look at it. I'll look it up. But um, it's really good. It's uh, all based in China. It reminded me, I don't know anything about Chinese history. Because even though uh, it is a sci-fi book, there's a lot of uh, historical stuff about the revolution in mm-hmm. there that mm-hmm. the translator put notes in. So people like me are like, this is what they're meaning when they use this word and what it means. Yeah, um, It's really good. It's a pretty quick read. Um, it is really trippy. Uh, I got to about the last 15 pages. I'm like, this story's not going to resolve because it's actually a trilogy. 
And thankfully, uh, the, the the next translation actually just came out. It's good. called The Dark Forest. So if you want to read some uh, book with no pictures, uh, Three Body Problem is really, really good. And trilling it up. Uh, okay, cool. Zach, I'll, I'll talk about another book here in a minute and okay. talk about something really weird that happened awesome. this week. Um, but I do want to talk about Majorspoilers.com and how you can help us out uh, beyond just using the Amazon uh, button. This weekend, we've got our VIP live chat for our gold members. Zach will be there. Yep. I think uh, D&D Brian will be there. Oh, Brian. And um, it's a good time for us to talk with our gold members uh, who are our VIPs, and you get to ask us anything uh, we can talk about anything that's on your mind, and uh, we just can talk about anything. That's what what it's there mm-hmm. for. It's our way to interact with you for being a gold VIP member. If you're not a VIP member uh, at any level, you can head over to members.majorspoilers.com. Uh, man, I had this very weird uh, – m- multiple weird conversations this week. But one of them is the fact that there are some VIP programs where you are required to pay essentially $2 per episode – Whoa. For a podcast, for premium content. Wow. But by becoming a major spoilers VIP for something as little as $2 a month, you end up sponsoring every show that we do. And we are currently have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight podcasts that we produce wow. out of the 12 that are on the list. Uh, so you're, you know, you're paying like literally pennies, you know, instead of paying $8 a month to get access to the show, for example, you're paying maybe 10 cents to get mm-hmm. access to the show mm-hmm. for a month with four episodes. So it's, it's an incredibly good deal because we really work hard to try to make sure that the support that our VIPs are providing us goes back into the show, goes back into our programming. And I, and I really appreciate everyone who's become a VIP uh, and I would like to see that number climb. I would really like us to hit a thousand by the end of the year. So we're looking at 150 more subscribers by the end of the year. If you can help us out, I would greatly appreciate it. Members.majorspoilers.com. Zach would appreciate it. Matthew would appreciate it. Um, somehow we got to get him a new gallbladder, right? That's right. They're like um, 12 bucks. Those big XXL 3D printers are not cheap. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the member site also gets you access to a bunch of other stuff. Some behind-the-scenes stuff, some discussion on things that are going on. Uh, just coming up in, a, in a, about a month now, a little, little under a month, three weeks, I think. Uh, the new season of Flash starts, and Matthew and I will be doing the, uh, the Flashback podcast again over Ooh. there. That's only accessible if that's some premium content that's only accessible yeah. if you're a VIP member. I, I had a lot of fun with the first season. I think the second season is going to be just as interesting. Uh, but if you can, help us out. Go over to members.majorspoilers.com. Uh, probably we should also mention tweaked audio headphones. People are wondering where Rodrigo is at. He is in the process of moving. And I talked with him today on uh, the phone. I called him up because he had a question about something and I could tell he was using tweaked audio headphones in the phone call. Why? Because he was not busy fumbling around with the phone. Mm. I could hear him crystal clear and I could tell he had the one with the built in microphone because again, sounded really, really good. How good are these headphones? I was wearing my tweaked audio headphones uh, earlier today. I had the windows in the car down. I was at my son's soccer practice, and the wind was blowing. I mean, we had some it huge was a lot gusts, of wind that day. Like 92-mile-per-hour gusts today. It's pretty close. But the wind was blowing in from the south to the north, and I was facing east and west, so it was coming through the window right across where a microphone would be, something that mm-hmm. you don't blow across. My wife called to ask a question, and I just answered with my tweaked audio headphones. We had a perfect crystal clear conversation without her going, what's all that noise? Yeah, what is all that noise? It's nothing because you don't hear it with the tweaked audio uh, headphones. And here's the best deal. You head over to tweakedaudio.com. You use the checkout code MAJOR and get 33% off. 
33% off your price. Holiday season's coming up, Zach. You could outfit the whole family. I should, except my family is huge, and they don't appreciate sound quality, so they don't get jack crap. <laughs> but it's thirty percent off. You can but get them. 30, all. That's true. It is three percent off. Maybe uh, maybe Tweet Audio could make them come around. Like, oh, now I understand why I have to stop using my Apple headphones. Exactly. Just get them a pair. Just get them a pair. Get your dad a pair. Get your mom a pair. Yeah. Just get them a pair. Holidays coming up. TweetAudio.com. We thank them for their support. So, Zach, what have you been doing? What have I been doing? Yeah, you haven't been on the show. No. You've been working your new job. I've been working my new job, and it's uh, very busy. I've been on the road. Uh, I went to St. Louis my second week on the job. I was Mm -hmm. at the State Fair yesterday. What were you doing at the State Fair? It's peddling were you, brochures. Were you, were you like, those, uh, like those guys at the Las Vegas Strip that are slapping those you know, naked lady I thought about. Saying, hey, I thought hey, about hey, doing it. Visit our city. Visit I, our city. I took like a thousand brochures down there, and I wasn't getting rid of them. I thought about just going to stand and just start slapping them. You look, you take them. You look and you take them. I, sh- I should have went and just stood by the, the butter sculpture, which I was right across from, uh-huh. and just like, started handing them out. Or the, the thousand pound pumpkin that was there that broke a scale. Really? Yeah, they brought, they brought the first scale and dropped it. It crushed it. Wow. Nice. Mic drop. Did you get rid of all your brochures? Uh, kind of, because I gave them away to the towns and did the stack their own oh, brochures okay. wrecked. All right. What are the big exciting foods at this year's State Fair? Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, things I didn't try because I only ventured you out of my booth once. Oh. I was like, I'm not going to eat fried craziness and then have to sit in a booth for another six hours. Yeah. I would have died. I saw uh, Krispy Kreme hamburgers. Classic. Oh, wow. Uh, a lot of a lot of varying recipes of corn dogs. A lot of mm-hmm. spicy ones. Mm-hmm. I should have I should have grabbed a corn dog. Um, yeah. you know, fried pickles. Fried pickles are good. Fried pickles are great. Uh, I saw people they they were doing something weird with corn. Corn mm-hmm. on the cob, except people were just carrying around husks, and then the corn was there. I thought that was interesting. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, you um, just fold the husk back and eat it that way. Yeah. Uh, fried Twinkies, of course. Gross. The one I saw that. Uh, almost. I I there's, I thought I would have died if I would have tried it, so I had to back away slowly. Was fried cookie dough? That that's the one that I th- I heard a lot of people. Talk yeah, about that's the big one dough. this year at the state fair. Fried cookie dough, everyone. Did you have it, the deep fried butter? Oh yeah, that was there also. Gross. Yep. Yep. Have you uh, ever had eaten no, this kind of I've stuff? Never had it. No, Matthew. Have you ever eaten a, a Krispy Kreme hamburger or deep fried butter? <laughs> <laughs> I've had deep fried butter. I had a bite of deep fried. How really? was butter. it? How was it? It sounds disgusting. It was, it, it was just wet cornbread. Was it, it just was like very, a like very, like, a, like a corn nugget was, size? It like was a whole sweet. Stick? It was sweet buttery cornbread. Was what I had. A really, you know how you get like a really kind of a flaky kind of pastry cornbread. No, because mm-hmm. I hate cornbread. And then it had a lot of cornbread. butter in it. I don't mix sweet and savory very much, so I would never eat a Krispy Kreme burger because I think that's gross. I, think I don't even right. like my, – my daughter keeps putting syrup on my sausage, and I'm going to disown her no, if she doesn't I kind of like off. that. That's okay. I, I can do like that. Do. I like it. I don't. I don't. I can't eat a McGriddle. I don't like no. that mixture. But yeah, I've eaten a lot of weird crap. There's a reason why my gallbladder's <laughs> giving me trouble. I had uh, a deep-fried Snickers bar once. Burn your face off. I heard those are really good. Those I've had deep fat fried incredible. Oreos, which are really good. I guess I've never eaten. I had eaten... a deep fried Twinkie, which was hard to differentiate from the deep fried butter <laughs> because the guts of a Twinkie are basically lard. And what it gets yeah. is you get that crispy coating and you bite in and then the inside of the coating and the Twinkie just sort of turn into a buttery mess of stuff. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of some like weird stuff that I've eaten. I don't. 
I guess I'm pretty boring. You, you know, are. when it comes comes to food. Well, that's fine. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not, but it's like I'm not opposed to trying new things. Um, no. But you ever have tokoyaki? That, tokoyaki? What is what is that? The uh, octopus? Yeah. Yeah, I've had that. That's good. I've had that. See, I'm I don't, not talking I'd rather, about, I'd rather I'm venture. Not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about Red Lobster's fried calamari. No. no I would no, rather no. venture into other cultures food than just like deep fat frying anything off the, yeah, the candy there's shelf. Something, I mean, I'm not even, a, I mean, I can appreciate a, a funnel cake, but if you said, Stephen, would you rather have a, a swordfish steak oh, God, or awesome. a funnel cake? I'm going to go with the swordfish steak. But of course, yeah. I think part of my problem is I'm not a big dessert person. I don't know if we've talked oh, about this before, I. but I just, I mean, people look at me and think, oh, well, this guy must like a lot of dessert. And it's like, <laughs> no, in fact, I don't really eat that much mm-hmm. uh, when I eat. Um, and Matthew can probably attest to that. When we went to Nerdtacular, I hardly ate very much at all. And that's pretty typical for me. And people are like, oh, well, you can eat some more. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm literally stuffed. I cannot eat anymore without throwing up. Stuffed to the brim. And I am not someone I grew up Growing up, we did not dessert was not part of a meal. Um, right, yeah, I mean, snacks snacks were not things. part of a meal. If there was a snack, it was popcorn mm. with maybe a little butter on it, which but isn't it was, even a food. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that was it. I mean, I, and then material. it was if we had cakes or pies or something, it was usually on someone's birthday. Mm-hmm. And right. so even today, you can ask the kids, "Does Dad eat dessert?" He's like, "No, he doesn't eat dessert. We love dessert. They love dessert." And there are only about three times a year where I'm like, I could go for some dessert. And one of them's Labor Day. Yeah. Where it's like, you know what? Let's eat a little pie and a little ice cream. Mm. And that sounds good to me. That's a good dessert. And and maybe in Christmas, I will have some, you know, a, a holiday cake or something. And then for my birthday, my mom always makes a, a an angel food cake, which I would really do like. But that's about it. I don't eat stuff. So when I hear things like fried butter and fried, deep fried Double fried corn dog. I'm like, that does not appeal to me at all. And mm-hmm. even somebody saying, Stephen, would you like an ice cream sandwich or a Klondike bar right now? I'm like, no, thanks. I'm good. I don't. I don't know. I are, did you grow up with dessert? No, Sank? we we rarely had dessert. Um, I I think a, a a big we'd have like maybe a snack before bed, but it was usually my dad would eat a lot of saltine crackers. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'd eat saltine crackers every once in a while. But dessert's not a thing, which is weird because uh, Aubrey's family, they have dessert all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I filled myself at supper. Mm-hmm. And you guys yeah, are you exactly, guys are you guys yes. are full too. Yes, exactly. Why do you want you know pie now? Yeah. I don't like pie anyways. It's a whole different discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, dessert is not... Sometimes I do want ice cream but it's generally like four hours after i had something oh, sure, like sure. Then now i want ice cream yeah just because right. uh i really like i like ice cream but then that's ra- a rare thing mm-hmm. for me to want actually i have some frozen yogurt in my fridge it sounds really good right now matthew are you, do you have dessert with every meal or no, i shouldn't say with every meal but is dessert more common than not common oh yeah uh what growing up my grandmother before depression really hit and made her not do anything was a baker so yeah. I grew up with, you know, grandma's pies and cakes and really good stuff around the house. But uh, like tonight, we had we had some fish for dinner and they're like, do you want more fish? I'm like, wait, or do we have the other thing? And my wife had made an, an apple crisp. And I'm like, no, I want apple crisp. I don't want more fish. Yeah. And sometimes I'll do that trade off. I don't want to mix like the savory with the sweet. 
But I, yeah, I like having sweet stuff. I like having like a sherbet or, you know, in worst case scenario, every Christmas we get chocolate oranges and every stocking has a chocolate orange in it, which means for like the first six months of the year, there's always chocolate orange in the house. So there will be times where we're like, oh, we don't have anything for dessert. I'm like, give me a hunk of that dirt chocolate <laughs> orange. And I'll, may, I'll eat it. This may be bad, but we generally don't buy candy because the kids go out for Halloween. Yeah. And that right. candy lasts for the entire year. <laughs> for the entire I mean, year. We still have we have stuff right now that was like, oh, we're going to have to throw this out because Halloween's coming up and you guys are going to have a fresh supply of mm-hmm. candy. So it's like yeah. – even then, I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I'm just not that, I, I'd rather eat an apple or a banana or a peach. Downtown, or we nachos. have, <laughs> we have a uh, gourmet chocolate shop. Mm-hmm. And there are times where we'll be out on a Saturday and we'll just be out and about shopping and futzing about. And I will intentionally go downtown on a weekend, which is dead. Downtown Topeka is a just zombie on the weekends. But I'll go downtown just to go to the gourmet chocolate shop and get something like they have deep fried bacon on a stick and deep fried potato chips. Or what I really love are Oreos dipped in uh, mint bark. So it it's like a candy coating outside of mm, a mint chocolate yeah. and then an Oreo inside and you buy. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, to me, that's just a, I, I, I understand the appeal and I understand I can taste it in my mm-hmm. mouth. Yeah. But there's like zero appeal to that for me. You know what my? And again, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm boring. That's fine, but it's just yeah, you are. I don't boring. know. You know what my <laughs> sweet uh, thing that I can't turn down. What is anytime? your sweet obsession besides me, Zach? Uh, Oreo. Well, I, I do like a big hunk of Steven at, after <laughs> after my supper. Well, I got a big hunk. They're certainly right around my midsection. <laughs> save some for me next time I come over. Did you, yep. did you guys just get a room? All right, get it uh, we do. We're we are we're we're together. HQ. But congratulations, you get to you get to listen. Yeah. Hey, yeah, buddy. Uh, my <laughs> thing I can turn down uh, is uh, donuts. Mm. I can't. Oh. I freaking love donuts so much. I like donuts, too. Cake donuts. I love cake donuts. I, yes. Almost every Sunday, Aubrey and I will sleep in. I'll go out the Casey's because they have mm-hmm. the best cake donuts, and I'll buy like six of them. Yeah. And then you, we'll just lay around, and I'll eat donuts. Do you guys have a daylight? Yeah, we, we have do, but our problem with our daylight donuts is they make enough. independently owned. Yeah, they make enough donuts to last till about seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. If you well, no, they actually make in. a lot of donuts. Problem is, everybody goes there. Yeah, yeah. Our our daylight is amazing, and I will. I can't go there every week because it will. It'll just kill me. I mean, you know, we're we're talking about my digestive issues, probably because of my diet. But our daylight <laughs> has two things that I cannot turn down. It's a cake donut mm-hmm. with coconut and glaze. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. That sounds the chocolate, good. The chocolate have, donut. Uh, then they have a chocolate cake donut mm-hmm. with a peanut butter outside glaze. Mm. And I will go there. They have it. You get you can get a dozen donuts and a bag of donut mm. holes for ten bucks. And then you also can get a cherry fritter. And if I can mm. get a cherry fritter, I will literally eat the cherry fritter on the <laughs> drive home while taking the donuts home for the family to eat because cherry fritter. Yeah, you should Come always on. get an do- extra donut to eat on the way home. That's where a baker's yeah. dozen came from, right? You know That's that? where the baker's you know story. <laughs> so the baker would make a dozen muffins or whatever yeah. and then send the delivery boy out to deliver it. But the delivery boy kept would always eat, eat one. one. Uh. And so then the, baker's, the baker was like, well, if I put in 13. Mm-hmm. He can eat one. He can eat one. And there's still there 12 that uh. get to the king. So there's where your baker's dozen nice. comes from. When I was right. down in Florida – 
uh, we were in a place called Anna Marie Island, which was kind of just uh, down the way from Tampa. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found that this place was called the Donut Experiment. It was just right down from the house we were staying in. And uh, it's it one is, where it has like a donut the size of your head. No, oh, okay. this is like <laughs> a subway for donuts. Oh, cool! They make a fresh cake donut right in front of you when you <laughs> order. Mm-hmm. You get to choose your glaze, yeah, and then you get to choose uh, your topping, yeah. And toppings, my favorite was you could do one topping, one glaze. Mine was uh, maple glaze, fruity pebbles. Interesting. It was oh, unbelievable. Wow. Uh, they did a maple bacon, which people were crazy about. Yeah. I liked the maple cinnamon sugar. Uh, mm. I w- I'm still upset at myself that I didn't try this. They had a sriracha donut. Oh, that I did would not be try. something that I would try. Yeah, I would definitely uh, go for a sriracha. But they were they they were advertising that they were franchising. I was like, guys, family, let's come together. Let's do this. There was a 30 <laughs> minute wait every time we went I there. Know, we went there see, every other day to do it. There, my yeah. wife and I have been always thinking about ways that things that would help improve the economy here in the city. And sure, like giant, you know, yeah. well, I don't know if a giant donut place would would work, but I mean, the uh, there's that trampoline park up in Kansas City. Oh yes, please, which in is Wichita. so much fun. Yeah, I love yeah. them. And you could burn thirty minutes. And I was talking to the uh, to the one of the not the owners, but one of the people that was running the place, mm-hmm. and she was very open about how busy they are at certain yeah. times. And I was asking, well, what about when school starts? She's like, well, well, here's how we adjust this and here's how we do this. And it's like, that would totally go over in haze. Yeah. But good right. luck. But the problem is it would totally go over in haze. Excuse me. But you would open it and then people would wait six months because they're like, what is this? This is different. This is not. And this is the right. problem with, this is the problem living in a small and town where yeah. you have, where you have people who are used to eating at McDonald's and Wendy's mm-hmm. and Pizza Hut. And then when you open up your gourmet pizza place, people are like, why would I eat there when I can go go eat Pizza Hut? Uh, why would I go eat a fancy steak or an Italian food when I can go eat McDonald's? Mm-hmm. It's just uh, that mentality for reasons why things don't work. But I don't know. I, I don't know the next franchise that would really work here because it seems like everybody here is is plain in, in their right. tastes. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's hey, Sarah, plain and tall. You know, the only thing we're not playing about is our beer, which seems... The, There's the, some good the micro more, beers now. Every, we have that. two of them, and they're both great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's switch topics. If you haven't figured out already, listeners, this general topic show. Um, many general of you topic. Like these because this is much like the Saturday shows that people always ask us Saturday. to bring back. But I, I had this we very weird... Saturday I know, I know Matthew's going to dismiss this, which is fine. <laughs> you are dismissed. Um, so uh, I forgot to load up my iPod with podcasts the other day when I went to go take my son to go do soccer. <gasps> and I was like, well, I've, I'm almost two weeks behind on shows right now. But I said, okay, well, since I'm going to be here for the next hour, what can I listen to? Oh, there's got to be an audio book. And so I opened up my audio books and there is Red Shirts, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I haven't listened to this in a long time. I have not listened to this. So let me just give it a chance. Let me listen to the first hour of it. And see how it goes. And Red Shirts, if you haven't read it or if you haven't listened to the audiobook, get it because it's really, really, really good. But it is so meta and weird. So the idea is that, you know, on the away missions, Red Shirts always die. Mm-hmm. In this case, there is a definite meta connection to Star Trek um, yeah. throughout the piece. In fact, Star Trek is actually mentioned in the in the book. Oh, nice. Um and even to make it even more weird, it's read by Will Wheaton. Mm. Will mm. Wheaton. Which makes it even more bizarre. Mm-hmm. Will Wheaton. So I listened to the first hour. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. I really am enjoying this. And so then over the weekend, 
uh, I went up to Kansas City to attend a podcasters meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob Walsh, who runs the Libsyn, uh, who's our podcast provider, puts on a week a monthly meetup in Kansas City. And he's been bugging me a couple of months. I'm like, okay, fine, I will go. And uh, so we were driving up Saturday morning, and I was like, well, you know what? I started Red Shirts. This is a nice long drive. Let me put this in, and I'll start listening to it. And I'm listening to it, and it's going along. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see how they're how the author is talking about Star Trek here and Star Trek there. But then the weird turn happens. <sighs> Literally in the book, this character Jenkins says, guys, there is a TV show in our past called Star Trek. And on this little hollow projector that he has, he brings up this picture of the Enterprise. And he's talking about this weird connection that's going on with this Star Trek TV show from a long time ago and some things that are going on with them and whether maybe the fact that they are maybe in a TV show or a TV show is impacting their reality of some kind. And I'm driving along listening to this and I look up and the, within 30 seconds of him saying the word Enterprise... Uh -huh. Zach knows where this is going. No, I oh oh. Okay, I'm driving yeah, yeah, on yeah, I-70. Okay, yeah. I literally yeah. drive past Enterprise, Kansas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Think about that. I bought red shirts months ago, lying dormant on my iPod, mm -hmm. on my iPhone. I forget to load the iPod. Uh, podcast onto my iPhone to listen to. So I'm forced to listen to an audio book. Red shirts catch my eye. It's full of meta things. And then mm -hmm, there's even mm -hmm. the question in the book, and I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but there's even a question in the book about what is reality. Whoa. And then the moment that they're talking about the enterprise in the book, I'm driving through enterprise, Kansas. Whoa. It's very strange. It's unusual. Is it, is it a coincidence? Yes. Or is it something yeah. else? It's a coincidence. Did you stop in Enterprise? No, I didn't because I was have. like, this is really weird. Now I have to finish this book mm -hmm. to see how it ends, to see if it ends the way I think it's going to end. Um, and again, it was just very, it was this weird experience where suddenly you're like, maybe we are living in a computer generated reality. No, mm -hmm. no it's a coincidence. Are, are, are there such things as coincidences or are all these yeah. things pre-programmed out? It's the, it's the thing that we run into, and we've run into it before. The human brain feels a need to assign patterns to things that may not have them. And when something like that happens, yeah, it's kind of neat. It's kind of terrifying. But it's also essentially statistically meaningless because the I'm, I'm sure that the vast majority of people who have listened to that book we're not near a city named Enterprise, but probably not. At any given point in time, you know, you could have been reading about, I don't know, the history of astronauts as you go through Abilene or, you know, there are points where I, I was watching something the other day on the news and I was thinking about Mindy Kaling. She was actually in the doctor's office, and I'm like, I wonder if Mindy Kaling's new book is out. And they immediately cut to Mindy in the green room, and she's holding a copy of her book, and they're like, up next, Mindy Kaling. And I'm like, oh! See? Maybe you I'm put that psychic. thought out there, and the universe is like, okay, let's answer it for him. Let's <laughs> no, make this happen. The universe, the universe doesn't work that way. It's, it's, like, it's like Brian rolling ones repeatedly. 
What are the odds of Brian rolling a run? Uh, one in 20. Approximately one in 20. Virtually every single time, approximately one in 20. And Brian rolling ones all the time doesn't necessarily actually happen. Because if you look at the history of things that he rolls, he rolls things other than ones and he rolls 20s with about the same alacrity as anyone else on the critical hit show. But we remember and we assign patterns to Brian hitting ones because that's what we remember. It's that point where, hey, what was your phone number in high school? 8675309. No, that was Jenny, not. Jenny, Jenny, what no. have I? What? Huh? Okay, I'm pretty sure so that was my number. What, what's your phone number right now? I'm not well, don't tell, tell you. me, but you know the number. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I think it's – I think it, because what ended up coming out of this was not that um, – not that – because uh, – so the one aspect, and I expect somebody will, will probably have already shouted it and started typing their comment. One of it is we are a self-centered people mm-hmm. uh, as species. We try to make everything about us. Mm-hmm. But I came out of the experience saying – wow, this is totally nihilistic because there's, there is no way that all of this stuff could have aligned so that I was in this place at this time and all of these things right. because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. No. Well, I don't well, matter. What happened None is you were, just, you were just more aware matter. of that word at that moment. And that's the thing. That's the reason why – your brain tries to make that. That's the reason why we look for these patterns. That's the reason why people would rather believe that there are evil forces at play manipulating events than to believe that there's no one at the wheel right. of a vast, uncaring <laughs> right. universe. Right. And I think that to some degree, how you come to grips with that and how you associate that with your daily life really has a lot to do with the person you are because I see – Patterns in numbers. My job is entirely numeric. I confuse two departments at work because one of their extensions is 6374 and one of their extensions is 6352. And the reason that my brain confuses them is because 52 is one less than 63, whereas 74 is one more than 63 in each column of an addition table. So my brain goes, okay, six, three, and then one up or one down. That's a really, really lunatic way to remember the extension for a particular department. But that's the way my brain associates with the numbers in the world. There are certain things. We have an extension 1701. I remember it because of the Starship Enterprise. Oh, see, it's all brought back to red shirts. (laughs) Available now on audiobook. Your brain creates these patterns so that you can approach the universe. I mean, some people believe in, uh, you know, the all-inspiring force. Some people believe in a God who created and unites everybody. Some people believe in nothing. Some people believe in something in between. Some people claim to believe in a giant spaghetti monster and, you know, love you people, have your thing. Whatever it is that you use to parse the universe into your brain It's kind of the equivalent of like, okay, let me use the example that uh, Commander Okona used in the Star Trek The Next Generation second season episode, The Outrageous Okona. It's like loading twice your cargo weight on your ship. If it's canaries and you can keep half of them flying the whole time, 
then your brain will continue to function and not worry about whether we're all, you know, dying in a vast, endless void, eat Arby's. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's been my reading favorite the Twitter line. account. That is so great. Nihilist Arby's is so freaking good. Eat your sandwich. You're consuming the flesh of a creature which is slowly dying just like yourself. <laughs> Enjoy your Arby's. But it's oh, exactly. Man, that is, that is so that's, good. First of all, that's not really nihilist, but it is funny. No, it is fun, though. And, Secondly, it's it's one way of addressing things. There are people who believe exactly that, that the universe is a cold, heartless void, that everyone hates you and is out to get you because that's the way they parse their life. And that's how they protect that. Yes, because we are the nihilists. Exactly. No, I just thought it was just just an incredibly weird coincidence. Let me ask you something. But the story was really good. And again – if you haven't would read it, Red Shirts, read it because it's really good. What? And if you don't get to the end of the book and go, oh, wow, then, you know, it's like grab a sandwich and uh, yeah, and, and read that book because it gets really, really out there and meta and, and it makes you question reality and does some really cool things on a different level beyond just uh, beyond just the reading enjoyment of a story mm. that right. features a Star Trek type crew having a Star Trek type experience. Well, here, you know, and we make these number assertions, Zach, take out your credit card and tell me the numbers on the front. And then those three numbers on the back, eight, six, seven, five, three, Oh nine. Thank you. Wow. That's the same <laughs> as your <laughs> my phone number Zach, when you were very in. easy to buy pizza when I'm See, drunk. And that's the universe making connections. <laughs> I like when my license plate was suddenly BLT a few years ago, I was very happy. Yeah. Because it's easy to remember BLT, because BLT has meaning. It's also the reason why so many license plates get taken out of circulation or even combinations of license plates in the state of Kansas, where we have three numbers and three letters, yeah, get taken one, two, out of circulation. They never let you have things like ASS. Boo. They won't let you have a BUT. They take those out but, because uh, the human mind makes those connections. Doesn't prevent and if you we look from getting a private license that says B-U-T. It, actually, or, they uh, will. Ass man. They won't, they won't yeah, let ass you. Ass man is one, yeah. In many cases, they won't let you do hard curses, and for some reason, they won't let you have for play. Because <laughs> I knew a guy who had a car that said for work, and he wanted to get one for his Jeep that said for play, but people thought it was about for play, which is naughty. And again, it's no, your mind. Play isn't naughty. Connection. That's no, you saying it's the it's lead. Naughty. It's the lead up to the naughty. <laughs> it's it's naughty adjacent, and I think that naughty adjacent is naughty, adjacent. naughty enough. That was, for that was my Kansas uh, Department of Transportation. That was my life in high school. I was naughty adjacent. Naughty adjacent. Just sat right <laughs> next to the people sat, being naughty. Just sat there sure. and never <laughs> never got naughty. Not what a naughty uh, naughty connected. You'd be like, hey guys, can can I join in that naughty? And like, no, just no. be adjacent, man. <laughs> just sit there. Just I had to sit on the sidelines. If I'm not mistaken. Taken Nadia Jason won a gold medal in uh, the uh, parallel bars in the 1976 <laughs> Summer Olympics. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> well, it's a Letterman transition. So, Paul, <laughs> I'm done. Moving uh, on. Next topic. Got, got any gum? Um, trying to think if I have a topic. Matthew, you have a topic to talk about? I don't know. What about that topic you put in the script where you Well, I don't know. You know, there was a really cool uh, – because we don't have a whole lot of time, and I think this is like a 40-minute discussion. Ooh. Let's make um, it 
minutes. But um, there was this uh, Power Rangers thing that showed up on Facebook, Super and it sick. had a Red Ranger who was flipping through like 30 million different incarnations of himself, which are past versions of his show self. So the Red Ranger, yep. Yeah, and um, and I didn't know if that was some, and I didn't know what that was from, if it was from a special. Or if it's something that happens all of the time in the show, because from the effects side, it was really, really cool. But yeah. then after it was done and I was marveling at it and thinking that was cool, I was like also thinking, man, that's going to be a huge budget drain to do <laughs> that fight sequence every single episode. If they've got, you know, 20, even 10 Rangers flipping yeah. through that, it's going to yeah. be very difficult. That what you saw was actually a special, uh, a DVD extra explaining basically the premise of Kaizoku Sentaiko Kaiger which is the 35th anniversary special from a couple of years ago, where the team can each transform into previous Ranger iterations. At hey, the didn't time you show me this at Nerdacular? I think so. I showed, yeah, I showed you. Didn't the you big pull me flight. into a hotel room like, hey, kid, come watch this. <laughs> hey, kid, come watch this. <laughs> I got some this was, I got some maple this bacon. This was actually. Cake donuts. <laughs> yes, this was actually something that apparently caught Steven's eye because they did that. Um, each team basically had an old transformation sequence dating back all the way to 1975 i think it was the first super sentai and they digitally recreated those transformation sequences and what that sequence was was just a, a trailer of captain marvelous the red ranger going through all 35 previous rangers in order yeah but it wasn't it wasn't the transformation i mean it wasn't like the you know Form of Dracula. Right. It wasn't that. It was like literally the Red Ranger is running to punch at one of the, the putties. And yep. as he's jumping, he turns into Ranger number 27 oh, yeah. to do that right. punch. And then when he lands and does a flip kick, he mm -hmm. turns it, he transforms in the middle of the move into Ranger yep. 17. Mm -hmm. And then he lands and he does his real cool look at the camera and put out his uh, hand with the L shape. And then he turns into Ranger number 16. Right. They would, they went through in order and that's, the thing about it is the transformation sequences did vary from episode to episode. But yeah, that was basically the premise of the show, which is every episode they transform usually once, twice into different heroes. And sometimes they'll do weird stuff where they had like an all red transformation. Like how, how many white. different heroes are they tr turning into? Like just one or two? At that time, there were at the beginning of the show five and the end of the show, six Gokaijers. Mm-hmm. Who could transform into any one of about 195 previous heroes. So 34 teams ranging from three to nine heroes at a time. So it, let's say if you're the, the Yellow Ranger, she had the ability to turn into all of the Yellow Rangers and regularly did. Occasionally she'd turn into something weird like a green or a blue. But yeah, mostly what you would see was the Blue Ranger would be a blue ranger from the past. Well, and that's what that's why I'm really was interested in. I have not tracked down those episodes uh, yet that that came from. Uh, when I, I I will at some point, but um I was just looking at cuz I was like, you know, when we looked at the first season of The Flash, that Gorilla Grodd episode kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed because they were doing because all this effect work. Mm -hmm. And yep. I'm looking at this and yes, it's basically keep the camera locked in place and have your two actors perform the exact same moves twice. Do a really cool transition in there with some, uh, you know, some light flyouts and all that kind of stuff. And it was right. really good transitions. But 
that's a huge budget drain on that. And so that's why I was asking, it's like, yeah. did the Yellow Ranger turn into two other Rangers during the, her one fight sequence and that was it for that episode? Or did, in the case of the one that uh, that I was looking at on your uh, Facebook page, Matthew, mm-hmm. was it 31 35. different, 31 or 35 different changes? The big fight at the end had like 40 different changes because they went through things. They did weird transitions and they did the super Rangers and everything. Mostly what you would see was two to three transformations per episode, sometimes full team. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get weird things like, uh, for instance, Sun Vulcan, the fifth or sixth team oh, yeah. only had. He was, he was the first yeah. black uh, comic book uh, no, character. That's Black Vulcan. Oh, okay. Sun Vulcan only had three members because Sun. Sounds like San, which is the Japanese word for three, and they love puns. So there are only three guys. With six people on the team, you can't do a Sun Vulcan transformation with all six. So the story would somehow shunt two people away, and then they do the Sun Vulcan transformation with the three that they had. They were very clever, very plot you know, related when they did this. Certain episodes are tributes to specific previous seasons. So you see full team transformations, but my favorites are the ones where it's like random stuff. You got six white rangers. So what was? So I guess I'm curious. What is the? Um, what's the gimmick uh, in the series that they have to do that? You know, sometimes they've got the dinosaur gimmick, or they've got the motorcycle gimmick, or they've got the um, let's all change into robot faces with human hair gimmick. What, what's <laughs> the gimmick? What's the gimmick here? They're pirates, and because of a war. All of the Super Sentai powers, each one represented by a little the little transformation ranger key trinket. And that's the one that you have? Yeah, that's the ones that I have. They're scattered throughout the galaxy. They're pirates gathering treasure, and their treasure is those trinkets. And so they go around, and they gather the thing, and they put it together, and they're trying to get the ultimate power to gain the greatest treasure in the universe. Which is what? Oh, it's always love. Oh. No, that's not true. So the Rangers are pirates? Yes. How come how come we call them pirates? Why can't we call them treasure seekers? Because they're pirates. Part of it is it's another pun. They're pirating other powers. Hmm. Uh... They're so they're actual space pirates in an actual space pirate ship, but they're pirating previous people's powers. So they're pirate copies of the other rangers. This mm. sounds very complicated. It does. It the word Kaizoku <clears throat> literally means pirate. In, I think, both senses of the word. My Japanese is functional, but very rusty. All right. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. I have, I have, I have uh, how much time do we have? A couple minutes. 12 cool. seconds. I'll ask something really quick. Have you okay. ever looked back on all of the media you've consumed and realized there's been one thing that in the moment you didn't realize kind of changed your thinking or just your course of your life or whatever, but then you realized by looking back, like, oh, if I hadn't watch this or listen to certain things that I wouldn't be where I am today. It was yeah. something I was thinking of like yesterday when I was driving back from the state fair. You have something, Matthew? Oh yeah. What is Go it? Go ahead. Tell, tell your state fair story. Honey. Oh no, I was, it was something I was thinking about cause I was listening to the Pete Holmes podcast oh. and he was talking about it. And, um, I think mine would be zero theorem. The Terry Gilliam. Yeah, well, it, it just I, came, came out that long ago. About Raiders of the lost Ark. Sure. But, so, th- but yeah. do you know how that, did you when you were in the middle of watching that? Did yeah, you, did you, literally you knew in the middle it was of watching it. that. I was like, "Well, it's the scene. Right. It's the scene at the uh, the the truck chase 
Mm-hmm. And I, uh, where Indiana Jones is fighting with the Nazis for control of the truck, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is what I yeah. want to do. This is so yeah. sure, sure. freaking awesome!" Right. Well, I'm saying, is there something you were consuming you didn't realize it was changing you, but then looking back, you realized, "Oh, if I hadn't watched that, then I mm-hmm. wouldn't think this way now." Yeah, uh, you've Major heard spoilers.com. <laughs> yeah, have you heard my bouncing boy theory? No. Maybe. Okay. A couple of years ago when I worked in the call center, I had a little toy bouncing boy that I got from a Wendy's from the Legion of Superheroes cartoon. I kept him on my desk and people would occasionally ask me about bouncing boy. And I would jokingly say that he was my totem and somebody asked me to explain it. And this is where the bouncing boy theory comes from. And I didn't realize it until afterwards that it's a hundred percent true. Bouncing boy is basically a weird fat kid who is a part of the greatest superhero team in the world. And he is on a team with Superboy and another Superboy and another Superboy and Supergirl and all of these incredibly powerful people. But he has a place among them because there's something only he can do. And I said this at the time as a joke to represent my place in that call center. But I think that it really does hold true in that Everybody has something that they can contribute. And I think that 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 joke actually led to, you know, the hero histories and many of the things that, yeah, Steven said, Majorspoilers.com. A lot of the stuff that I do at Major Spoilers is based on that. And without thinking, that one-off throwaway explanation really became something important to me because if Bouncing Boy and Superboy can stand side by side and be considered equally awesome or equally heroic in universe and superboy can say to bouncing boy that he is you know a treasured comrade who provides something special to the team then even some schmuck like me has something unique that only i can contribute and i think mostly what that is is uh fart jokes and super sentai references (laughs) but even that, that's my, that's my shtick. That's my niche. That's my, my, uh, joie that, de vivre. Is that the will. same thing as what we were talking about a little bit ago about trying to assign some pattern to something to find your place in the, uh, universe? Oh, 100%. Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. it's just something who's looking it back, all back and, around yeah. my crazy theory. Yeah. Absolutely. Your crazy theories. Yep. That's how See, we what's really weird, right the fun thing the is that mine what's is about really nihilism weird. also. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you think about it, I don't think of Stephen as being the hopeful kind of person, but all of your theories are like, maybe the universe is a nice, benevolent place that wants to give me a message that well, I but matter. See, this is where my – no, I don't want the universe to say, Stephen, you matter, because I really <laughs> don't care about that. But here's the thing. I always want to believe in the best of people. Anytime I right. meet with yeah. somebody, I'm like – this person has the best intentions of doing whatever they want and da 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 da. Right. And I always think that there's, I always try to see the good in all people. But then someone hits me over the head and steals my, my wallet. And, or I, I said I was sorry. Or I just, I, you know, I want to, I want to see and I want to believe the good in all the people. But at this age, I know that that is impossible. And so now it's, <laughs> I still want to see the good, but I know that it's impossible. For yeah. people to be good, mm. and I think I think so. I don't know if that's nihilism. <laughs> I don't know if that's nihilism I, or realism defeatism. or defeatism. <laughs> it's not defeatism because I still I still like Zach, right? I believe yeah. that every <laughs> so has traditional ability to be awesome, and you just have to catch them when they're being awesome. But then, when you ask me about the universe, I truly believe that in many ways the universe is. Uh, 
a broken roller coaster screaming out of control like the end of uh, you know Final Destination 3 to bring it all back around to a show that's earlier but actually won't air until later. Faithful spoilerites. Think about everything that from had to exactly. go to make that sentence somewhat work. Think about everything that had to happen for you to be born. Yep, my mom and dad sex. had to get it on. Get it on, but, and hopefully. But what are the odds <laughs> that? Uh, oh no! Bert, when you start Bertram thinking about Mary would meet each when other, you, when you think about all that stuff, when you think about all that stuff, it is like sometimes seems to be mind-boggling of all these yep. things that had to happen for Every us to be one? in this place at yep. this time doing these things, mm-hmm. and you can say, and there's a movie. What's it called? Sideways? Not not sideways. Um, it's the one where the girl gets on and off the subway or something. The sliding doors. Is that the name of it? Crap. I don't know what you're talking about. A sliding door movie where she's able to. Sliding door movie. I think it's called Sliding Door. Sliding Doors. Yes. Sliding Doors is um, in London, a public relations. Uh, Helen is fired from her position at a PR company. While returning home, she does not catch the train in the subway. But in another possibility of her life, she catches the train on the subway. The story shows two parallel lives mm-hmm. of Helen. One in uh, in one life, she, she uh, stays with her boyfriend. The other life, she finds that Gary cheats with her and falls in love with someone else. Hmm. That's terrible. So it's, it's you know, this, yep. what would happen if, as you're saying, what would happen mm-hmm. if you didn't do that thing mm-hmm. and you suddenly Every- went in a different direction? Every one of us is a tiny alchemical miracle. I know, isn't it really weird? Even the biggest douche ketir yeah, you've awesome. ever met. It's really weird. Another <laughs> great episode where you wish Rodrigo was here to tell us to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. He would try. He'd actually join in. He'd be like, yes, man. I, I had a very cool thought about it, and it would blow us all out of the water, and we'd all be like, whoa. Yeah, it is freaky. I mean, especially because if you listen to Radio Lab a couple episodes, mm-hmm. uh, episodes ago, they did one uh, about the elements, and one of them was about mm-hmm. yeah. the best treatment for bipolar is right. uh, lithium, lithium salt tablets. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, lithium is one of the most basic things you can have unless you start going to the subatomic things. Right. I mean, uh, our elements, it's yeah. number three. Right. It started with stars exploding. It was there in the, like the beginning of time when the, <laughs> the singularity, lithium, was there. And now it can cure bipolar. Yeah, but can it fix my gallbladder? No, it'll probably make it worse. Uh, probably should get boron for that. I don't know. Yeah, I've been just listening to a lot of different podcasts. Yeah. That are really good that way. Yeah. That Deep one is a really good that's one. That's a really good one. But I th- there's another one, too, the, the end of the summer vacation one where they're just, like, goofing off for the entire day. The, the uh, Yeah, the um, Reply All episode. Yeah. Wasn't that really good? That was really good because, yeah. again... It's doing this thing. They wouldn't have had a show mm-hmm. if they weren't able to connect with the guy that they were trying to call right. and wanted to do something else than talk about whatever the physics thing that yeah. they were talking about. So then they went and had this adventure, and it turned into be a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we yeah. did that with this episode, but this episode has come to an end. Sure. A lot of people are like, hey, I love your general topic episodes. Some people are going, Stephen, does proves why you should have Zach and on the show anymore. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And to those people, I say, hey. Uh, maybe next week will be the show that you'll want to listen to because we'll be talking 
about our uh, trade paperback that you selected. I'm going to say there's some shenanigans in that, but I think so. Um, but we'll be first of all, we got to track it down because it's a super independent comic. Uh-oh. Shenanigans. Um, but we'll be talking about that next week on the Major Spoilers podcast and a whole lot more. Why? Because we know that you love comics and pop culture and general random topics. Ooh. We do too. We'll talk with you soon. Take care, everybody. Have a great, wonderful week. Bad Dick's Ray Vision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler! What a major spoiler! Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Star Raven it's like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine bee In the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.